Since March of 2020, the BFA Life podcast had been suspended due to the various challenges presented by COVID-19. Until today. Welcome back to the podcast, friends, alumni, partners, families, and even current staff and students. My name's Josh, and it's good to be back in our office here again on campus in this wonderful town called Condren here in Germany. We are pumped up today to introduce to you our new staff for the 2020-21 school year. This year we have 35 new staff, and it's the largest group of new staff we've received in at least a decade. Every year during our all-staff conference, we begin each day of the conference with testimonies given by our new staff where they tell their stories about the amazing ways God orchestrated their lives and brought them to serve here. This time is so encouraging because it reminds all of us how in control God is of this organization, this school, this cog in God's kingdom we call BFA. This is part one of these testimonies, so make sure you listen to part two when it comes out. And I have to give a little apology before we dive in. Our audio was malfunctioning on the first day of the conference, so the first few testimonies you're about to hear have this annoying buzzing sound that underlies everything. I'm so, so sorry. Hopefully you'll be able to get used to it, and the stories of these new staff shine through it all. Again, thanks for being with us here today, and let's get right into it. name of Adams, I always get to go first. Um, I'm really thankful and excited to be here, um, and I'm thankful that all of you are here. Um, So my story, the short of it, is I got to be privileged to grow up in a Christian home. My parents were strong Christians. I had two big brothers who were Christians, and I came to Christ when I was five, and I truly understood that Christ died for my sins and and that I was a different person. Um, and I also had an amazing opportunity to be able to, to hear my first missionary speak when I was five and I felt the call to the mission field at that age. And so for me, um, it's been a lot of waiting and a lot of trusting the Lord because I did feel called so young um, and he's just been drawing me continually to himself and and pulling me closer and loving me more deeply and that's been a a blessing and um and just through through high school some of the the more difficult things just seeing my relationship with him grow which is a lot of why i love that i get to work with high schoolers because i know that my relationship with the lord deepened in high school and then in college i uh i got to have the opportunity to go to not one, not two, but three different colleges. Um, and thankfully, the Lord, the Lord uses all of those experiences, even though it feels uh, maybe not as much of a straight line as I would have initially liked or preferred. I see so much now of, of how he used that to draw me into loving discipleship and working with young people um, and just just learning to trust him in all circumstances, whether I understand it or not, he always knows best. So um, I'm just really grateful to be able to, to be here and to work with all of you. I've felt so welcomed already and, and I'm just privileged to be able to finally 
receive that yes from the Lord that this is where he wants me and I feel like I'm where I belong. So thank you. Good morning. I am Suzanne Allers. Um, unfortunately, Jeff could not be with me today because he is in Berlin picking up our car, so he will be driving that down tomorrow. But I'm so thankful to be here with you. Um, we have a um, pretty long journey to talk about, so I will do as best I can, as fast as I can. Um, we have had the privilege of serving in Berlin, Germany for 20 years. My husband went as an architect out, out of college, and he uh, just loved it. And in the process of him being there, he met the missionaries that I was going to be working with when I went. Um, those missionaries asked him to go back to the States and study so he could be involved in youth ministry with them. And I was in the States preparing to go work with them. So he came back home, we met, I went on to Berlin without him. And then when we got to Berlin, or when he came back, we got married later. So. Um, but we've been there for 20 years. We've had the privilege of living in the east side of Berlin, which is, as you know, former communist, former atheist, um, deep east. And if you've never been there, I definitely encourage you to go to East Berlin. It is an amazing city. We still have a deep heart for that city, and we um, sometimes wish we could still be there. Um, we had the privilege of working with youth ministry and children's ministry. We saw many youth and children come to Christ, and these were children from atheistic and communistic backgrounds. Um, grandmothers, deep communist, mothers, deep atheist, and the children came to Christ and completely blew their minds. Um, it was so much fun. That was probably the highlight and the joy of working in the East is to see people come to Christ and their, their lives literally, their paradigm shift went from here to here, from here to here, um, just to watch the joy and the privilege of them knowing Jesus for the first time and, and literally just, you know, loving it. So um, both my sons were born in Berlin, so they are true Berliners, um, so you'll get to see them. They're eighth graders and we're so happy that they get a chance to be here. We are here because one of my sons has dyslexia, so I'm gonna be helping with academic support and also supporting him. And uh, we just, um, we, my husband and I say, we are the jack of all trades, the master of none. We can do many things, but we can't do anything great. Um, <laughs> except for he is very good with games. So if you love board gaming, he will love to do that with you. Um, we are also very hospitable, and our house is right down on the main street, so we would love to host you at some point um, in our home. And if you have any questions more about our experiences in Berlin, just let me know. But um, we are very happy to be here with you. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Jeremy, and this is Melanie, and we're the Bill family. Um, we are going to be serving as dorm parents at Zona. Sona, Zona, whatever it's called. And um, five minutes, okay. Um, we both grew up as TCKs. I grew up uh, in Africa. I was born in Gabon and um, went to boarding school at the age of six. Had a great time. Loved uh, the whole 12 years, 18 years, however long I was there. And um, one of the reasons we're doing this is because of that experience we had, and we want to return that uh, love and appreciation uh, for MKs. And uh, since we've been married, I think we've been married 10 years, uh, we have been working in the States with uh, alternative youth 
uh, troubled teens and boarding schools there. Um, the Lord has really grown us, challenged us. Uh, the last two years we were in Morrison and Taiwan, great country, uh, had a good experience there. The Lord made it clear that uh, we were going to move on from that place and <clears throat> we prayed specifically that he would only give us one option. It seems like every time we want to do something there's multiple options and that gets a little confusing. So we prayed, Lord, just give us one option and he made that very clear uh, that BFA was that. We hadn't like totally decided who was taking what turn. Um, yeah, uh, just a little bit about me real quick. Um, I also grew up as an MK. Um, I've lived in a boarding dorm as a staff kid for 14 years. My parents worked with troubled youth in the States, and um, so I've always been in a boys dorm. And then going to Malaysia, they served as dorm parents there, so I grew up in Dalat School. Um, uh, we have a heart for boarding. We have two totally different experiences as a staff kid at age six, and then um, being a staff kid, or a boarding student and then a staff kid. Um, boarding has just been a huge passion of ours for many, many years, and um, it's fun to see you know, the way my parents modeled this and just my passion for it and just kind of um, followed in their footsteps in a sense, and uh, we're so excited to be here. Um, like Jeremy said, the Lord made it very clear that um, Taiwan was not the place for us. We thought that was gonna be very long-term we wanted it to be long-term, but um, it didn't work out, and we are just very, very thankful for being here. Um, we have heard a lot of things about BFA. My four siblings actually graduated from BFA. My parents had served in Bosnia afterward, and I'm the oldest, so I started college, so I didn't have a chance to come here. Um, but they had raved about it, had the best experiences in the dorm, and just loved it. And it's funny that I'm the one here now because I'm the only one that hasn't been here, and I get to move here. And um, yeah, so that's just been fun in our family. and. Um, they're all trying to make their way back here eventually. So, yeah, it'll be fun to have them come back and visit, and we're very, very thankful to be here. The community has just been amazing, and we've already had a little bit of connections before coming here. Um, we have three children. Mason is eight, and he'll be going in third grade, and Keegan is seven. He'll be going in second grade, and then Skylar, our little spitfire, just turned three, and uh, she will be actually starting preschool at the beginning of October. So, just a huge answer to prayer that I got her into a school. She's not the kind of kid that stays home. Um, so we're very, very grateful for that and just excited to meet our dorm boys and we have an awesome uh, team with our RAs coming back for the third year. So we're just thrilled about that and so grateful for your prayers and uh, how we ended up here. So yeah, thank you. Okay. Well, hello, um, my name is Steph Bruski. Um, and for the last 30-ish years, I've called Minneapolis Minnesota my home. Um, I was born into a family of six with two brothers and one sister. Um, my BFA story really begins, um, really starts before I was born. Um, my grandparents um, actually served in Lima, Peru, um, and my dad was born there. Um, although he was, honestly, he wasn't a missionary kid for too long until my grandparents moved back, but he learned a lesson um, that really he passed along um, to us kids, um, his kids for the future, and that is the fact of the world is so much bigger than the one that you are currently living in. Um, from the time I was born, this lesson was engraved inside of me. Um, from volunteer, starting off from volunteering with church to hosting 
foreign exchange students in my house and eventually going on to short-term missions, I began to see how big the world really is. Um, knowing this, it wasn't a surprise to myself or to others around me when God laid missions onto my heart. Um, the only question was, where and when? Um, no matter where um, Avant Ministries, my sending organization sent me, um, God shut the doors in every single case. Um, from Bolivia to Tanzania, Greece, and Senegal, um, God showed me that he had a different plan in mind. Um, in February of this year, um, I had already been raising support. I was already 70% funded and almost ready to move to, to Dakar, Senegal. Um, then something happened. Um, has there ever been a time in your life where God called you to stop everything that you were doing and rest um, to prepare for the season ahead? Well, that's what he did. For the whole entire month of February, I took that whole month off, and God called me to focus on what he was telling me to do, and that was uh, breathe, rest, and trust. I honestly didn't understand why God laid these three words on my heart, but then I got a call from Avant um, telling me about the opportunity of BFA, um, a school that I had never heard of, in a place that I had, I have never been to Germany. Um, so in a place that in the midst, and it was in the midst of the beginning of the global lovely pandemic. Um, so God honestly has a wonderful sense of humor. Um, since March, um, these words have become an essential to my everyday living. Um, since then, he has also been telling me that he already has um, given me everything that I need. Um, now it is my job to trust him and go. Um, so now I'm here as um, a willing to serve as the RA of Stork. So. My name is Eric Choi. I'll be teaching high school math this year. It includes math one, math two, and pre-calculus. So if I have any of your kids, um, I'll be looking forward to interacting with some of you. I'm an MK. I grew up in Uganda for the second half of my formative years. Uh, I spent the first half in Korea. I'm a Korean. Um, my parents were called into missions back in 2004, I believe. Um, and our family moved to Uganda and I spent the majority of my teenage years and had a great time going back and forth between Uganda and Kenya, which is where I went to boarding school. It's called Rift Valley Academy. And at RBA, I'd actually heard about BFA several times, and I'm really excited to experience it for myself and make an impact here at this school. Um, just a little bit about maybe how God brought me here. I don't know if I can share my whole testimony in three minutes. So. Um, last year, about 10, 11 months ago, I was in Korea going through a missionary training program. And I noticed that a lot of the other missionary candidates were coming into the program knowing where they were going to go right after the training. 
Um, they were telling me things like, oh, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go here after I get the training done, and I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. Um, I knew what I was gonna do. God called me into MK ministry my senior year of high school, and that's how I went, uh, went to college. Uh, went to college and met this guy, my roommate, actually, Daniel Katz, and Hannah Bonner somewhere, she's somewhere there. Um, but um, I wasn't really sure where God was gonna send me, so I was praying and praying. Uh, it was a Friday night. I was asking God, God, where do you want me to go? I know you've called me into missions, especially in working with MKs, but I wasn't sure where he was gonna send me. So I was praying, praying, and then I fell asleep while praying. <laughs> then the next day, um, I received an email from BFA asking me if I wanted to come serve for this upcoming academic school year. And I knew at that moment uh, that was the answer. Um, so that's how I'm here. I'm looking forward to how God will continue to use me in this place. I'm really excited to work with you guys. Thank you so much. All right, hello everybody. Um, so my story is a little bit different than Eric. Uh, I grew up in Texas my whole life. Never even left the state for, like, yeah, Texas. <laughs> Woo! All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I never left the state except for maybe Mexico to get cheaper groceries. That was it. Um, so I, there's a lot of, you know, this missionary culture that I don't understand. And even more than that, there's a lot of the Christian culture that I sometimes don't understand. Um, though I have never really known a time that I didn't know who Jesus Christ was, uh, my family um, didn't, and to this day still does not know who Jesus Christ is. Uh, so I don't understand what it means to be a TCK, but I have lived in a little bit of two cultures, um, being a Christian, but not seeing that in my home. Uh, so that's caused a lot of strife. Um, kind of as I've grown up and what it really means to be following God with your whole life, um, not getting to see that for myself. Uh, so I always had this division between doing what I think I should do and doing what I think God, or what I should do for God and thinking about what I should do for, you know, culture and my family. Um, and the reality is you shouldn't do either of those things. You shouldn't do what you think you should do. You should just do what God wants you to do, uh, which is not always easy to figure out, I have found. But we know the right answer. Uh, so uh, going through college, uh, I was planning to be an engineer. Um, that seemed like a good thing. You know, I can build infrastructure for people. I can help them live easier lives. That sounds great. Um, and my dad was happy because it'll make money, you know. Um, but as I got through that, um, I couldn't help this nagging call to do ministry, ministry of some sort. Uh, but I'd never met a missionary in my life. I knew nothing about it. Um, I assumed the only ministry there is is being a pastor. That's it. Um, so for a while, that was my thought, and I loved working with students um, in various youth ministries, um, working in summer camps. Um, but finally, I, I was getting to the end of my degree, um, started looking into engineering missions, and I decided, okay, maybe, maybe this is what I should do, engineering missions. Tried to move to Nicaragua for a year, um, fighting broke out in Nicaragua two weeks before I left. That got canceled. Um, I was forced to graduate then at that point. I had no idea what I was doing with my life. Um, so I ended up working full-time at this summer camp for this last year. And I worked with a mentor there who 
uh, really focused on teaching you what it means to abide and to just sit back and listen and let God lead. Um, so doing that, I just applied to everything I possibly could. Um, eventually, one of those places was BFA, um, which taught me this world of international teaching, which was the culmination of everything that I think God had taught me, all the experiences that God had put me towards. Um, and it ended up just being the perfect fit. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you all. Yeah, I'm Coleman Craig, uh, not Craig Coleman. Uh, don't feel bad if you feel like you thought my name was Craig Coleman because everyone does. But um, yeah, so I'm going to start when I was saved or I guess just prior to me being saved and what brought me um, to where I am now. Um, so thank you, Kyle, for sharing your story. And I was beginning to think I was alone by not being a MK or growing up on the mission field. But um, yeah, before I was saved, um, I struggled uh, in life and with my identity. Um, I struggled with drug addiction um, for a while, and that really took me um, to a dangerous place in life. Um, I got to where I just really needed something, and I didn't care what it was. So I was kind of in and out of multiple rehab centers. Um, after my, the last rehab center I went to, I, um, I kind of learned uh, what a Christian looks like and what a real Christian looks like and by meeting people. Um, and it was also a faith-based um, rehabilitation center. So after that, I, I got saved by meeting people and seeing that they had something that I wanted and I didn't know what it was. Um, and that was just knowing Christ, knowing their identity in Christ, and, um, and that's really God found his way into my heart. Um, he gave me an identity, um, and then he began to put desires inside of me, and um, I, I knew pretty quickly that I <clears throat> was called to youth ministry of some kind and working with, with youth. So I kind of jumped into that a little bit and um, did an unofficial uh, internship at a church from a pastor that kind of knew that knew me a little bit um, which was weird because I at the point I had not even graduated high school I was a high school dropout um, so an internship didn't really make sense but uh, um, then I learned about YWAM and I did a DTS at YWAM um, I served there uh, afterward um, on a medical ship which is where I met my wife uh, and um, so we had dated for a while after we had worked on the ship. We got married. We moved to the U.S. for um, two years about and knew that one day we wanted to live in Germany. My wife is German, by the way. Um, and so that's where that came from, of us wanting to move to Germany. And uh, the opportunity came about. And so we really prayed about it and felt God was leading us here at that moment. And so uh, we moved here. and. Um, I learned about BFA, and God, I felt a strong pull here, and um, so I applied, and, and here I am. Sorry, that was so short.
I'm Mary DeCarcy and my husband is Jason. We have uh, four children that'll be attending, three of, the, three of the oldest will be attending BFA and our youngest will be at CSK. Um, I'll be working in the health office with Julie and Kara. I'm a nurse practitioner. Um, and I, like others, I think it was Kyle who shared, he didn't come from a missionary background or even really, I don't even really come from a believing uh, background, my family anyway, Jason either. And we actually came to Christ pretty, pretty late while meeting mid-20s. Mid um, so my idea of missions when I was a little kid um, was kind of what priests and nuns did and maybe even what Mother Teresa did. So I didn't really think that was an option for me. But the thing I love about God is he spoke to my heart when I was a little child. I remember it, that he said, I want you to be a missionary. But because the world and my family and all the pressures of life kind of got a hold of me, I didn't know what that looked like and I didn't really have anybody to mentor me. And I just eventually started pursuing the American dream as a teenager and as a young adult. Um, so um, that pretty much led me to one of the first things that I kind of did in life that was life-changing for me was I was an exchange student here in, in Germany, in Jena, in the former East, in 1998, and that made me want to uh, study German studies in, at Iowa State University, which led me to enter the military. So none of this stuff was really, I think, on God's radar. I was kind of steering my own wheel, listening to what the world was telling me to do. But as you know, God honors all those things, and that's where God brought me my husband uh, in the military when we were at... Um, technical intelligence, technical school. But unfortunately, the way we started off life was, again, at our own wheel. And we were living the American dream and pursuing our military careers, and God was kind of on the back burner. But pretty much because we didn't really understand who God was and that like God had great plans and God wanted to give us the desires of our heart. So um, that eventually, I, I served my four years and got out, and Jason continued and did his 20. Um, but I remember kind of having an identity crisis at that point because I didn't really know what I was pursuing anymore. I had two little babies and my husband was gone a lot, deployed. And so I remember God rekindling that in my heart. And he used Jason to ask me the question, you know, if children, money, none of that was an issue, what would you do with your life? And again, I said missionary, but I, I had no idea what that looked like. And so because I thought most missionaries were medical, I thought, okay, I'm going to go back to nursing school because I need a skill. I didn't know that God could use me with what I currently did. <laughs> so that's how I became a nurse and um, went back to school. But what God was really doing is he was starting to cultivate the soil. He knew we weren't ready to go on mission, um, but he was starting to plant those people and those churches in our lives that would show us what it meant to live on mission. Uh, it was in Alaska where Jason did his last duty station, and that's where we thought God had us for good. And then he quickly made it clear after he retired that that is not what he had. And we were those people that literally sold everything and just hit the road, not really knowing what we were doing. We kind of did our own little world vision trip. We didn't know that's what it was. We didn't know that missionaries did vision trips and things like that. So we kind of did it on our own, and we visited missionaries that our church in Alaska supported, thinking, okay, that'll help us know how to do mission missions. But again, it kind of, after that year, that world round tour, um, we still didn't know what God specifically had for us, and so we ended up back in the United States. Again, part of God's plan. Uh, he put us in Tennessee, where uh, the barbers and the coovers actually go to church, First Baptist Concord, yeah. And this church has been amazing. They've showed us what it means to live life on mission. And it was at their GO conference, their missionary GO conference, uh, this past September, where I heard about BFA. 
It's kind of a funny story because two separate people with no connections came up to me during that Go conference and mentioned, hey, there's this school called Black Forest Academy and they're looking for a nurse. And I thought, okay, not what I pictured, but sure. But the real slap across the head came when um, my husband called that night. He was actually in Spain hiking the Camino. And he was like, hey, I came across this um, school. It's called Black Forest Academy and they're looking for a nurse. <laughs> like, okay, I'll apply. Uh, so I applied and um, literally the next day uh, the, the mobilization team called me and it's kind of been history since. So um, we're super excited to be here. We can see where God has planted things over the last 20 years in our lives for us to be here. We're excited to serve at BFA and we're also excited to serve in the German community as well because we really have a heart for the German people and we can really relate to them because we both kind of came from spiritually dead churches, religion, not relationship, and so we're kind of excited to relate to the Germans that way. So that's it, thank you. Good morning, BFA. We are Zoe and Preston Flint, and we're from Atlanta, Georgia. A little few fun facts about us. We met in the 10th grade, finally got married 10 years later in 2018. Um, our favorite colors are green and purple, and our favorite smells are freshly baked cookies and campfire. Um, we have never lived outside of Georgia, but we are really excited to be here. Um, it was only a little over a year ago that the Spirit put the thought of joining BFA into our minds. I was the HR director for a Chick-fil-A franchise. Um, and so I know people are like, why did you leave that place? Uh, it's not the Lord's will. Um, and Zoe was working for the marketing, uh, for a marketing uh, director position, an inquisitorial catch-all for a real estate brokerage. Um, international missions was never really on the table for us uh, at that point. Um, I had always dreamed of being involved in church planning in Salt Lake Valley, um, kind of the, the hub for the Mormon church really felt that, like that was where the Lord wanted us. International missions was never something I considered for myself, let alone moving out of Georgia. That was always kind of the realm of my younger brother who would like to um, move overseas to Asia and share the gospel. Um, we initially heard about BFA from the Zwimke family, um, who unfortunately are not yes. here this year, but we're excited for them to come back. Um, Preston became friends with them actually through another uh, mutual friend on the mission field. And last June, they were back in Georgia and they gave a ministry update and we went to see them. Um, and after that, that really caused us to start wondering and just kind of talking about BFA. Um, I still don't really know why I agreed um, to Preston's suggestion to kind of look into BFA, but I really see how the Lord was working through that. Um, what we didn't receive was an audible voice from heaven uh, writing on the walls, or feelings in our gut. Uh, we were simply at a point of transition and freedom in, in our lives to choose a new trajectory. After hearing from the Zwimkeys, uh, again, um, and praying about our next steps, we applied, were interviewed, unbeknownst to our family and friends, and were accepted to those positions. After being accepted by our missions organization and seeking counsel from our church and closest friends, we adopted the practical trajectory statement. Today, we're heading to Germany. This statement, motivated by our commitment to obedience to God, allowed us to walk daily in our endeavor to get here, but also allowed us the freedom to stop at any point. 
So one evening in March, we were thinking through the reality of the global pandemic and the serious thought of ending our process getting to BFA. We were 30% funded, um, and we were no longer able to meet with potential supporters face to face. After again speaking with our church and just close family and friends, um, we were challenged to establish a date and to be honestly on our faces in prayer and um, just asking for the Lord's wisdom. Uh, we never doubted God's ability to provide, but in the midst of our friends losing jobs, um, the risk of the virus with Preston's type 1 diabetes, and the fact that we um, still had to hire and train new people to fill the jobs that we were in. Um, it was all really weighing on our minds, and we just really didn't know what to do. Um, so Easter Sunday was the day that we chose to be our decision day, um, giving us about three weeks. And we asked God to confirm our trajectory by providing 60% more funding uh, by this date, making our total 90%. Easter Sunday came, and we sat at 90.75%. God had answered our prayer, yes. <laughs> Many details still lay in between us getting from Atlanta to Condon, or Condian, or however you say it. <laughs> but our hearts were reminded that there is no one like God, and his purposes will be performed in times of sickness or health, poverty or plenty, happiness or grief. We praise the Lord for his kindness in bringing us here. And we continually look back to the goodness he has given us as a renewed promise for the future, because he has planted these moments perfectly from eternity. We look forward to working alongside you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. So my name is Maggie, or you can call me Mags. And I was born to Canadian church planters who felt called to minister in the Bible Belt, of all places. My parents felt a tremendous burden for people who had been raised immersed in church culture without ever actually encountering the spirit for themselves. So we moved to Texas when I was a wee babe. And then a couple years after that, I accepted Christ as my savior. And a couple years after that, I had someone stop me and say, hey, what are you gonna do with your life? And I went, oh, I'm gonna be a missionary. And I just felt my whole body flood with the delight of the spirit. And I knew it was true. And I really cherish that memory because basically everything went downhill from there. <laughs> My parents felt that they had been released from their ministry right as I was headed into high school. And so we moved back to Canada. And it's a long story, but we can just say that I didn't have a Christie to walk me through my transition. And so it looked more like a train wreck. And I walked away from my faith as a result, which is regrettable. It wasn't until I was sitting in a university-level course, watching my professor at the front of the classroom, just with desperation in his voice and tears in his eyes, say, there has to be truth out there somewhere. There has to be. And I was reminded in that moment that I knew the truth, and I had the answers that this dear man was searching for. And yet I no longer knew that the truth wanted to know me or that his answers were big enough for the mistakes that I had been making. So like any self-respecting 18-year-old in a personal crisis, I dropped out of university and moved to Africa. Um, true story. I never found God in Africa like I had considered I might. Um, in fact, I found despair. And I came home brokenhearted and disillusioned, and it was in that hopelessness that God met me. And he, oh, y'all, 
he found me in that pit and drew me up and forgave me and redeemed me and crowned me with love and compassion. And I knew this is it. I will spend the rest of my life pursuing him, praising him, and trying to get anyone I can find to this moment so that they can know him too. And that's how I ended up at Bible school. While I was at Bible school, I became an RA. And one of my profs said at one point, you know, how's it going? And I said, this is the best job in the world. I wish I could do it forever. And he went, you know, I think there's like a school in Germany or something. <laughs> and I went, uh, I don't want to live in Europe, okay? And um, joke's on me, here I am. <laughs> So, good morning. My name is Roger Geisling, and I'm taking over the role of BFA's Chief Financial Officer this year, filling in for David Van Zameren while he's on home leave. I want to tell you a little bit about myself. Over 60 years ago, my parents immigrated from Switzerland to the U.S., crossing the ocean by ship and working hard to set up their home in Minneapolis. About 30 years later, I reversed that entire process, <laughs> setting up home in Switzerland. But first, let me tell you how I got there. After college in Minnesota, I worked for a while in finance and auditing, but left the US when I was 26 to work in university student ministry in, for six years. That journey started out in Munich, Germany, and ended up in Montpellier in southern France, which is where I met my lovely wife. So next year, we'll be celebrating 30 wonderful years together. Tina has a British background, but she grew up in Zambia, Kenya, and South Africa, so she's very much a TCK. We, started, uh, we decided to start our married life in Switzerland, as this was new to both of us, and it had also been my childhood dream to become a missionary to Switzerland. So we had been invited to join a team planting a church in a town called Rien, which is near Basel. Uh, we were both broke, had no jobs, and just showed up at one of the most expensive countries in the world saying, here we are, <laughs> uh, feeling called. Um, it's the kind of thing I tell my kids never to even contemplate doing. And yet, there's more than one story we often tell how God provided miraculously to make this happen. I ended up working in finance until I took early retirement a couple of years ago, and Tina still works part-time as a flight attendant with Swiss. In the middle of all this, we ended up leading that local church we had joined. So over the years, we built church, family, and deep friendship here, and we call Basel home. We have four children. They're aged 26, 25, 15, and 13. Yeah, there's a 10-year gap in the middle, and that was just when life got really busy. Our, our children have had the privilege of growing up bilingually in the Swiss school system. Our daughter, Amandine, joined BFA two years ago, and we are just amazed at and thankful for the spiritual, emotional, and academic uh, development she has gone through in this time. Our youngest, Chiara, joins BFA's seventh grade class this year. So this is how we were introduced into this other world here in Condon. We are so thankful for God's leading, his provision, his faithfulness, his amazing grace, and all that he has caused to grow in our lives over these last three decades. I'm very much looking forward to working with a great finance team alongside me. They are a truly a dedicated group who love what they're doing, but also who love the Lord and the people that they serve here at BFA. So I wish each one of you a great start into this uh, new school year. I truly, really, truly believe that this is going to be a fantastic year. Uh, a year where we see God doing marvelous things beyond what we could imagine, despite COVID and many other challenges that we face. God has good things in store for this community in this coming year, so let's be on the lookout for them, uh, expecting God to do great things. 
And for those of you who are new here, I hope this year brings blessings that you could not have dreamed or uh, dreamed of if you hadn't taken the plunge to enter new paths into this wonderful part of the world. Thanks. My name is Ho Chun, and this is my wonderful wife. Uh, we have daughter Joy in grade nine and son Juni in grade five with us here. Uh, I'll be serving at finance department. In 1996, we went, I went to San Jose, California, USA to pursue so-called American dream. And I got my MBA degree and I became AICPA professional certified accountant. And I served as a deacon at a Korean community church in San Jose. I almost made my dream, except for having my wife. <laughs> On the other hand, in 1997, my wife was called to serve in Central Asia as a single missionary to share good news and make disciples. In 2003, I found out my wife from her sending church's website, and I started emailing her. After nine months, emails and phone calls each other I decided to meet her face to face. So in 2004, I flew from San Francisco to see her. At last, <laughs> I did find my soulmate and I married two single missionary and through my marriage, I joined her mission agency and God made his dream to make me his worker, missionary. In 2005, I heard about the BFA first time. Some children of workers in Central Asia studied in BFA. At that time, I remember my wife said, if we have kids, she wanted to send our kids to BFA while we serve in the field. I had no idea how and where I must keep serving God. So I prayed and God revealed and gave me the heart and the passion for the Gulf Arabic countries where I used to visit as a salesperson from my first job in 1992. So we moved in 2009, end of the year. In a strong Muslim country, our children had various challenges at several different schools, such as localized international school, home school, and international school. In January 2019, we explored to visit BFA whether we can send our daughter to a boarding school, potentially. Then we found out there are some opportunities for us to serve here as family. And thankfully, my sending church and the mission agents allowed some time off for us since we didn't have any home assignment here since 2010. Like many of us here, to come to BFA physically, especially this time, is a challenge and spiritual better. This year, June, about two months ago, we purchased airline ticket to Germany, but it was canceled without any further flight plan. But we found out special airline ticket to Germany for mainly Germans and EU residents. So we purchased. But German embassy told us two times that we cannot enter Germany without resident visa, only with one letter from HR. But on July 2nd, I remember HR team of BFA 
sent to us additional letter, which is showing you are highly professional worker. <laughs> there is exception of entering. So we pray to God. And on both airport borders, we are stopped by two times. But we show them in German version, English version, and prayed. And God opened the door. So we are here. So finally, it is privilege to serve in this community as part of BFA body. We pray that our students, including our kids, grow well in him, as well as we will grow in him with all of you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to part one of our new staff testimonies. These are always wonderful stories about how God has brought staff here. Stay tuned in the next couple days for part two of the rest of the new staff testimonies. Thanks so much for listening.